0: Breaking It Down with Frank McKay, the most intriguing talk in in talk radio. radio.
1: I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Diane Brisky is our very special guest and continuing series with uh, Diane. She's the author of Now You See Me, From Endangered to Extinction. And uh, it's an important book for so many reasons, but what she's saying here is uh, is is unbelievably important. And uh, we have a we have a changing world, and uh, we got to understand what we uh, what we have, and we got to watch what we do to it individually. And just one person could, you know, bring an uh, an invasive species into. Uh, onto a land or uh, onto a water, into a water that uh, that it shouldn't be in, and uh, and all hell can break loose from there. Diane Brisky, how are you? I'm doing fine, Frank. Well, it's you know, and I were talking off mic a little bit and uh, we 're talking about all the different things that are going on. Uh, we talked about invasive species the last time we spoke, but m- more on land uh, a, a lot of in, uh, in invasive species uh, in our waters and I think they get there sometimes people just aren 't thinking and they 'll put they 'll put something in the water or a couple of um, uh, you know, creatures in the water or an algae in the water. It doesn't belong there, and uh, and, and you don't know what the domino effect's going to be until, you know, sometimes years later.
0: That's right. And what happens is the boats um, bring that in from the lake, you know, like uh, in Michigan would be like Lake St. Clair, which, uh, which goes into one of the Great Lakes. Um, they don't wash them— They <laughs> they don't wash their motors off, or you know, spray the bottom. And some of those uh, systems can um, love themselves so on, and um, that was one way the zebra snail, of uh, the zebra uh, mussels, got in um, uh, Lake Superior. And now uh, they really couldn't see. uh, see them, but they came in. Nobody really knows. But then the people that own that boat uh, maybe go back to a cabin on the lake and the mussels go in there. And what happens is when you get an invasive species in a lake or a river, they bring with them things that don't belong. Let me explain that. An invasive species can uh, come from the air, the water, the land. And what happens is they are brought in where they don't belong. So they are, they break up the the ecosystem. You know, if you bring a fish, you know, like the carp into, say, um, a big river or a big big lake, even a, a, a... an inland lake, um, they take what the native uh, creatures eat, so that, that brings down uh, the ecosystem. Because if, if the native fish don't have anything to eat, then you know that that is an invasive, uh, uh, invasive species. And uh, the carp, they got are not in um, the lakes around by us. And I think the last time we talked, I told you that they are so big. Um, they leap out of the water like a dolphin. Oh, wow. And in fact, uh, there was one um, uh, state where one leaped out of the water, hit a little girl, and killed her. Oh, my gosh. That, that's how big the carp is and they they come in from the big uh, um, barges and uh, they come from another country that's one way we get uh, marine invasive species and you know they don't uh, wash their boats down or their barges they come in and deliver so they don't know what's on the bottom of their boat and um, that's the same thing with um, the motorboats. They don't know that they're picking up uh, certain seaweeds, and then they take their boat into another lake, and that falls off. And that it's comes. It's insects, plants, uh, wildlife. They're all in one group of uh, invasive species. Um, and the, the, I don't know how to say, um, when, the, when a, a, a species goes in where it doesn't belong, it uh, breaks up the, um, the bio density, the ecosystems. Yeah. Everything lives in an ecosystem. And when you get something that comes from the outside, Into that system, it messes it up. Now, for example, um, in Australia, they had uh, it was like tomato worms or worms that were coming out of the of the land, and in order to get rid of them that were ruining the plants, they brought in cane toads. C a n e. What they didn't know is the cane toads uh, produce rapidly. So now they have an invasive species that they brought in and that ate the the little worms, and now that's taking over the ecosystem. You know, toads like the worms, but now they're loaded with these cane toads that the people have to go out, they catch them, they kill them, because the uh, worms are eaten, but now the, the cantoes are literally taking over um, grasses, which the kangaroos eat, uh, the wallabies. Um, and that's what that's what I mean when an uh, ecosystem is destroyed by an invasive species. Another example is uh France, um, the big thing over there is people like frog legs. Mm, my that's right. Parents, yeah, <laughs> they like chicken, my mother yeah. always said. <laughs> um, so they, they said, oh, well, okay, people want that, you know, and we can spend a lot of money. So they brought in bullfrogs and put them in their rivers or their, their lakes. And then, you know, the question is, what did they do? They took over. So you got an invasive species, a bullfrog going crazy in the ecosystem. And if you break up the ecosystem, whatever is in the water with the bullfrogs, don't you know, maybe little tiny fish or whatever they whatever bullfrogs eat. Um, they reproduce and it's not just a couple eggs. You know, it's like a whole little independent jellyfish condo. And the only thing you can do is go in and destroy them. Now, they could be somewhere uh, in a lake and that's their habitat. They're in there with the big fish, with turtles, uh, blue herons are all around. But that's their natural uh, house. So that's fine. But to take it and to take them in another country, that's destroying their ecosystem. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, in the, like in the woods, uh, they talk about a bio, excuse me, um, biodensity, which is everything lives together. You know, the deer, the foxes, the coyotes, everything lives together. If they put something else in there, it would take away from the natural animals that should be in there. Uh,
1: Let me... I'm sorry. Go ahead. i was just going to remind folks of who they're listening to, if they're turning on their radio a little late, or they're turning on uh, their computer, or or just kind of coming in between uh, listening to Diane Brisky and Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Diane Brisky, the author of Now You See Me from uh, from Endangered to Extinct, uh, Extinction is the name of her book. Very important. We're talking about invasive species. Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, Diane, but a couple quick points, right? Uh, Carp. Now, in some parts of the world, uh, people enjoy eating carp. It happens to be that in America... Uh, we're not one of those places really people don't you know there's usually carp. you don't find it on the menu and what happens as they invade they're a very aggressive species correct uh, species correct me if i'm wrong but they they eat a lot they eat fish eggs they eat uh you know they eat other things that uh that other fee uh, other species would eat now they don't belong to us the, the carp Uh, for the most part that you're talking about is an invasive species and so they're causing all kinds of damage and they're eating food and if somebody catches them fishermen catch them they usually throw them back so you're not depleting the population at all because we're not eating them people usually throw them back and they go back and they cause more damage the bullfrogs by the way are, are you know are large for the most part Um, you know bullfrogs are are large so if you bring the bullfrogs over to uh, to France um, and uh, and they're not supposed to be there they're eating and they're taking up space that uh, that the natural inhabitants are are supposed to be there and uh, you know they say about bullfrogs the uh, uh, they eat anything they have no natural predator in France anyway and they're spreading uh, like like wildfire they're uh, they're completely over there and nobody's really eating them over I, I don't mean nobody's eating them there's no uh, natural predator I'm surprised there's no natural predator but uh, but for whatever reason in France they just don't they don't have people that uh, people they don't have species that are eating them so this is a big problem as well they also carry deadly fungus uh, that uh, that some other species that are already there um, have have adapted to or or whatever, but uh, not what's coming over there. They're carrying a fungus that other species can't deal with, so it's a real problem.
0: Yeah, it is, and uh, nobody checks nobody checks it out. Now the eggs that hatch from the bullfrogs um, are in the natural habitat to them. The frogs that they brought over are invasive. Now somebody told uh, me that uh, bullfrogs, like in our lake, um, are an invasive species. Now I've been on that lake for over 30 years. I love the bullfrogs. You know, at night I sit on my deck and I hear one croak and then a few minutes later I hear another one croak. Those are two males telling telling each other, this is my territory. <laughs> right. You know? And the, the, the one that answers can be across the lake. That's how their, their call is like an echo. And mm. we don't really see them, but we know they're there. You know, and they, they eat the little fish, you know, the little minnows and that i don't consider them invasive i consider them part of the 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 lake system and and sometimes blue herons have a feast with them but um that's the problem with people taking uh something some little animal or bird that i've i found out birds and insects no, we're, we're saying now protect uh, the bees, the bumblebees and the honeybees, because they go from flower to flower, um, and they're dispersing the pollen. They're feeding um, a regular species, say a tulip or a daisy or whatever. So I don't consider them invasive. My sister, My sister got bitten by a bumblebee. That was right by our door. Now there's no flowers there or anything. Don't go from flower to flower, not a whole lot. but we we say in in uh, Peter also says if if you're gonna make a flower garden, make them with flowers that attract the bees you know away from your house, and also hummingbirds. Now, at, at uh, uh, our lake, we have feeders, and we watch the, hum- the hummingbirds come in, and they're beautiful. I've gotten some really good photos of them. Not too many bees, because they've been killed off. Not eat the bee. I don't know if they uh, have a, a taste, if birds have a taste for them, um, or hummingbirds. Um, they don't have a natural prey. That's that's the problem with some things. If you put, um, or say, a certain uh, bird, and and it has a there's a prey, okay. So you won't have that bird very long because the prey will you know will eat it. So if if they have uh, some animal that. They take to another country. Hopefully, there's a, there's prey there. That um, and I hope I'm using the right word, prey. Mm. Um, that uh, that eats a, a carnivore. Yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of the places uh, don't have it. In fact, I want to tell you that uh, one animal, and I don't know what the name of it is has gone extinct mm-hmm. and w- what happened is just recently in um, Chad in uh, Northern Africa they found a lion that they thought was extinct they've never seen it before and they they saw they have one and, well, and it was a male where they, hopefully it has a pride, and the um, the preserves um, that you know are protecting the animals. Now they also have the the scientists, the biologists. They're going out and uh, looking, you know, doing research. You know, is there an animal is there, not supposed to be here. Um, a lion is uh, gonna go after um prey to eat, and um, hopefully, um, they don't uh eat the, the, the natural animals there. And I hope I'm using the right word prey. Um, I'm not. Sure. I'm well, not pre-
1: sure. Yeah, I, I, we we understand what you mean. That's for sure. You know, prey is, uh, is, you know, like uh, uh, you know, mice and rats and squirrels on the ground are are are, are prey from uh for right. the eagles and the uh and the hawks and the falcons and and all. So I mean, yeah, we know what you mean. That's for sure.
0: Okay, I wasn't sure if that was the word or not. Yeah. and you said you said eagles. I have to tell you. The um, most fantastic uh, sight that I saw. Um, I think I told you I worked at the, an aquarium, uh, the oldest yes. aquarium in North America, uh, Belle Isle, um, has an eagle's nest. And uh, I was fortunate enough to take a picture of it. And one of the pictures I had, a fledgling. That was uh, t- testing its wings. And I, another time we came, and uh, I got a picture of either the male or female on the nest. Wow. And we drove a little farther, and I told my sister, stop. And I took another picture of one of the other parent on a, on a branch. And that's what works. If the male is out getting food, females on the nest and vice versa. Now, what I found out through my research is that eagles have prey. And that's an African-crowned uh, eagle that has, um, a, you know, I would say, hasn't destroyed the the. The eagle population. But they do have prey. We think that eagles are, you know, the toughest bird. There is one bigger that's tough. Now, an eagle has a wingspan.
1: The condor, are you going to say?
0: No, the con- condor is like out California. Yeah. So, you know, the groundhogs or whatever they have out there, um, that, um, that bird almost went extinct.
1: Yeah, back in the seventies, they were the uh, California right. condor was. Uh, it was on the verge of its extinction, and then they put serious laws into it. And I think it's it's alive and well at this point. It's it's actually a success story.
0: Yeah, some of them, some of the zoos out there uh, were breeding them and raising them, and then when they got to the point where they could release them, they did. So the. Um, uh, Condors are, I would say, kind of, kind of safe now. But that's what, hap- that's what happened with some of the birds. Now, I found out that um, the, the eagle's talons, um, uh, they go after the fish. And this nest is uh, so close to the uh, lake that they've got a whole place to go down and catch fish. And to feed all squirrels, if they have them, or rabbits. But um, the uh, red-tailed hawk has got stronger talons than an eagle. A a red-tailed hawk could pick up a rabbit and fly away, could pick up a small dog and fly away with it. That's how strong those talons are. An eagle could catch fish. If it went down to pick up a rabbit, it would probably drop it. Its its talons were not that strong. Now, you have a chance to look at um, an eagle's uh, talons, or a red-tailed hawk. I've seen uh, red-tailed hawks uh, in um, in zoos where they had demonstration, and if you see them in the trees, oh, you think ah, oh, they're twelve inches. No, this red-tailed hawk was at least twenty-four. Wow, it was. They're beautiful. They really and are. The people people would just if they would just leave nature to let them do what they are supposed to do. But right now, I would say the the prey in the world are humans.
1: Yeah, well, they're the right. They're the uh, the predator actually. Or the uh, the the you know the natural enemy of of the animals are are human beings, either by hunting, by trapping, or or by cars. Once again, Diane Brisky is the voice that everyone's hearing, and she's the author of Now You See Me from Endangered to Extinction is the name of her wonderful book. Get it, please. Uh and, and binge listen to everything that we're doing. Frank McKay here with Diane. But it's we're we're the we're the natural enemy uh to and even though you and I love we love animals. I would never kill an animal. You know, it's, uh, you know, fish. Yeah, I, I, I would fish, but I'm not a hunter. I'm not opposed to hunting as long as it's done, you know, responsibly, of course, and, and everything right. else. And and also, uh, I, I think uh, where, where uh, people are against hunting, they should remember you got to thin out the herds, uh, even from humanitarian reasons, because uh, when you have too many you have too many uh deer they're going to starve uh because they they're, they're going right. to be you know too much on the on their own uh i have deer all over the place and uh right where i am we have a we have a tremendous amount of turkey deer uh groundhogs and one of the reasons is because there was a mange outbreak on long island and and uh that killed a lot of the fox and it kept the mm-hmm. fox population down and uh you hardly see fox on on long island uh, every once in a while i'll see unfortunately i see, uh, i'll see a dead um a red fox on the side of the road but rarely rarely yeah. um do i see that but there's no there's no mountain lions there's no coyotes there's no bobcats and uh you know other than hawks um and those animals that i mentioned are too big for a hawk to go after uh we just don't we just don't see that much uh here so th- uh, the the uh there's an abundance of wildlife out here but there's no predators now we're starting to hear about coyotes um yes. come on long island and um and that that's you know it's a departure from anywhere we've been um you have everything up there you you do we do you have uh wolves up where you are
0: do I have what wolves?
1: Yeah, wolves.
0: Uh, no, thank goodness. Well, I, ha- I I have to say we did have them. Yeah. Uh, up in the upper peninsula. Right, right. Not the lower peninsula. You um, Haven't heard. Uh, I mean, they were hunting them for a while, for a while because they were killing the deer. Well, you know, excuse me, I have to eat. Right. You know, and and I'm a carnivore, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, have have a steak. You don't know, go right. out and get a deer. The people down uh, where I have my house, um, they hunt, but they hunt uh, for food. I don't mind that. Like you said, a lot of them starve in the winter. Yes. You know, I have. I have what I call my herd uh, of does that I take pictures of, and uh, that's a, that's. As far as I go, Um, I'm I'm an angler. I fish for the sport, like largemouth bass. Um, You know, take a picture. Okay, release it. Put it back in the ecosystem because they take care of the seaweed, um, any little uh, insects that uh, go around. They love they love frogs, Um, so they take care of they're like the protectors of the lake and uh, what people don't understand is like you mentioned uh killing off uh herds because there's too many well they people complained that they put wolves in yellowstone well what's a, a bigger predator a wolf yep they don't have not, i but I may be wrong that they have uh, grizzlies there. I'm not they,
1: sure. they do. Yeah, they have they a grizzly.
0: There's two carnivores. You know, they brought the wolves in from wherever, brought the uh, bears in. I wouldn't consider them an invasive species because Yellowstone is big. It has a habitat for all three animals. It's got two different kinds of prey. It has the buffaloes, which are their dinners, um, and they reproduce, so they, you know, they could have hundreds of buffalo. Um, you know, you think about the wild west that they were almost extinct. Yeah, and we have, uh, we have ranch, we have a, a buffalo ranch up up here. Yeah, and um, you know that's fine, but you know it really hurts me. Um, that, uh, you know, oh, we have too many, of this, you know, kill, kill, kill. And um, my philosophy is, God, let them alone. Right. You know, you have a house. You don't want a whole bunch of strangers coming in that you have to take care of or they completely take over your house. That's that's an an analogy that I try to get across to people. Yeah. And... um, you um, know, unfortunately, uh, they don't, they don't listen, you know, and it's a, I hate to say that um, the, the animals right now, they were here first, for, as yep. far as I'm concerned, you know, we invaded them, we invade their territory, and uh, people don't understand that. And that's why uh, one reason that I wrote the book, uh, which is in a revision now, I've added some things. um, Yep. That the ones that are endangered now are being bred um, to keep that species alive, to keep it going. And um, some of them they can release, but uh, some of them they can't. The next show, I want to talk about PETA and uh, the Species Survival Program because that's uh, a big thing in zoos now, and um, I, I belong to PETA. And um, Me too. Some of, yeah, some of the things that they do is uh, amazing. People don't don't realize what they do unless you. Google what what two is going to because they're not interested. You know they're dumb animals and um, you know like the, the eagles I talked about. You call it you know a dumb animal. You know we got a male and female that made for life. Yeah, right. But they they take care of uh, these babies, these chicks. I'm gonna feed them, so you sit in the nest. That's a dumb animal? No. Nope. No. Nope. Not in nope. my mind. Uh, yeah, not, not in my mind either. And um, the trouble is, you mentioned um, not just the hunting, but the spraying of crops. Yep. Is killing a lot of birds. That's what happened to some of the coyotes. Now, we have coyotes in the lower part of Michigan. In fact, I have coyotes that about three or four miles from me. Why, man? You know, hate paradise. Put up a parking lot. Yep. So they don't have any anything. They come down. We have them on the island where the uh, eagle is. Um, the deer uh, is still. we uh, not know how they got there unless they walked across the ice from Canada, which is just across from. Um, the island and they came back when I was a little girl they had uh, white deer and um, there was a time that there was uh, a disease going through so they had to destroy them Uh, but um, uh, that's how the people have have, uh, um, destroyed wildlife you know you're going to put up a shopping center okay well uh, where are the deer going to go where are the red foxes going to go where are the hawks going to go and in many cases now the the reason we have coyotes around here rabbits to eat squirrels Um, they had no place to go because man took it away
1: yeah
0: so I blame I I blame the humans. They just they don't think they may do it for pleasure, uh, for you know for sports. I'm I'm not against uh, hunt hunting, per se, from the NRA. Yep. Uh, whatever they hunt for, if it's a deer hunting season, fine. You have to have a special license in Michigan. To hunt bear, we have black bears here. Um, you go up higher. Uh, there's elk, and they, they have seen moose up there, which they come down from. We're close to Canada. Um, you know, I, I, you know, the big thing now are guns. The the um, they, um you know, the rifles are good, but um. <laughs> Why you have a semi-automatic to go hunting? Oh, my God. And that, that's what's happening now. And that the, the deer are very small. They're does. They're not taking very many uh, bucks, no And, all. and um, you know, we need the bucks to have the does. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we, in fact, we've had, we've had uh, two uh, um, Two does that uh, had, uh, well, one had twins, um, but they're in a posted area you can't hunt. But, um, you know, a semi-automatic rifle to go hunting, if you shot one of those does, you'd blow it all to hell. You know, you wouldn't have any meat. But let's face it, they're getting those guns to hunt themselves. Yeah. You no, know, and I hate to think that uh, people are endangered and they may become extinct, but that's a possibility.
1: Well, with AI, they're talking about that with artificial intelligence. They're talking right. about that, yeah. And it's we've got to learn from your book, uh, which is now you see me from endangered to extinction diane brisky is uh is our very special guest and uh diane what what else uh what what can you leave us with before we let you go uh just you know a a general bit of advice to everyone or or suggestion to everyone uh where we could start making a difference in a positive sense
0: um well uh they could donate to the the wildlife uh, organizations at the World Wildlife Natural uh, uh, National uh, Federation of Wildlife. Um, In fact, they ask for donations. That helps the um, uh, people that uh, work for that particular organization to go out and do research. Um, uh, World Wildlife IFA International Federation of Animal Welfare, they have the um, reserves or preserves in Africa that take the wounded elephants in, uh, and uh, rhinos and uh, baby calves, and um, that's where the money goes. And that uh, that's one thing they, that they need the help from uh, people like us. It can be $10, you know, but it's going to a good cause.
1: About it. Uh, Just just, listen, a great job, as always, Diane. Uh, Keep up the great work and be safe up there.
0: Oh, you too. Take care of yourself.
1: Diane Brisky. everyone. Get the book. It's called Now You See Me, From Endangered to Extinction, Uh, great book and we're talking about invasive species here we're talking about things that could end a a species I mean there's nothing more heartbreaking than uh, than ending a species but we have some power here to do some things to uh, to at least stop it and we do have some success stories like we said the California condor back in the 70s when I was growing up uh, they were they were goners and and people got together and they uh and and they made it a real project and now they're healthy Uh, i wouldn't take anything for granted but frank mckay signing off diane brisky has been our very special guest uh we'll see you all next time on breaking it down
0: you've been listening to breaking it down with frank mckay the most intriguing talk in talk talk radio